1: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Vape is Oxford's 2014 Word of the Year. Seems like a bad year for words, if that's the case. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare?
2: Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine. Nice to be back with you.
1: It's been a while, it seems. Uh, I've been busy. You've been busy.
2: That it has. With that said, uh,
1: not a lot going on on Wall Street. It's kind of... We're kind of not closing out with a correction for the year, but we're closing out with gains, it looks like, but maybe still a little too early to say.
2: Yeah, you know, we have, what, about another six weeks or so left in the year, um, and you're clearly seeing a very resilient market. Um, You know, uh, it it, kind of sits there, and and you realize that it's certainly due for a pullback when you consider that we're up, you know, 12% since the middle of October, which is just an extraordinary um, move and, um, you know, well ahead of what the average price return has been for the S&P 500 since 1929 of about 7% and change. And so we did 12% in a span of about, you know, four weeks. <laughs> so, um, so it's not going out on a limb to suggest we're due for a pullback. But what is really kind of, I think, keeping this market um, uh, holding up is just is this, lack of selling interest. I mean, there's, there's true resilience that's taking place here, and that is keeping a lot of people uh, who might be inclined to sell uh, reluctant to do so because they're fearful that they're going to miss out on, on further gains and are certainly being peppered with uh, a number of reports pointing to the idea that this is typically a very favorable seasonal uh, period for the market in the months of November and December.
1: One of the people out there who you have to respect – Calling of the richest man in New York City, Carl Icahn, came out and told Reuters today that he expects a dramatic stock market drop. Sometime in the next three to five years, he said it could be three days, it could be three months, it could be three years. He's kind of, you know, giving himself some time to say a major correction. That's not really brain science smarts, is it? That's just kind of the expected and the norm.
2: Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's intuition. He uh, certainly have a, a plenty of market experience to, to make a claim like that. Um, you know, by the same token, saying that you're going to get a, a major correction in the next three to five years is, is kind of like also saying, you know, I'm going to get the flu in the next three to five years. Um, right. Or maybe in the next three days or in the next three weeks. Um, you know, it, it's... It's really it is a guessing game. I mean there's there's uh it, it certainly is a um an attention grabbing statement from someone as successful as he is in terms of uh his investment acumen. Uh and it does need to be respected. Um and you know it's kind of been what our message to our, our briefing dot com readers, you know, all year long. Essentially, you know, we forget that we're coming off of a, a last year when we we rallied thirty percent uh on earnings per share growth of of about five percent. You know, here we are up another 11% uh, just about in 2014 on projected earnings per share growth of about 8%. So uh, what I'm driving at is that you've got a whole lot of good news that has been priced into this market. Uh, there's certainly rising levels of investor, uh, of bullish sentiment anyway. And uh, it, it, it's a little bit um, unnerving, frankly, to me. I think that the the complacency factor has gotten uh, a little bit, you know, um, Outside of the scope of normal here, and I think that the market does risk getting stung here in the near term as it continues to try to just essentially, you know, grab more gains into um, into year end. Um, I feel like we are overbought, and I'm concerned that any piece of bad news simply gets written off as yet another example of why whatever central bank, uh, you know, the news might be uh, that in the country the news might be originating in is there's central bank is going to come out and then institute more policy stimulus. I mean, we saw yesterday with Japan's third quarter GDP report, it was dismal. Um, and yet the market didn't even flinch. I mean, this is one of the top 5 largest economies in the world that's in a recession. Uh you have the eurozone which is, you know, one of the uh the top 2 uh is uh bordering on a recession. And and then you have clear signs that China is slowing down. And so the U.S., uh, I think what it does, though, is that it does uh, raise uh, awareness to the relative strength of the U.S. economy. And that's why you continue to get money moving into the U.S. stock market that remains a supportive factor. But um, the world is not a perfect place right now. And there's certainly a lot of economic concerns out there that could come home to roost if they continue to gain traction here into 2015 to the downside.
1: And just to show... What you're saying when you said that, yeah, we will get a big correction. You are we are overbought. I want it to boo you. Like it's not cool to say that there could be a correction. I, I literally want it to boo you because I like the good times and let them roll.
2: Uh, right. Well, you know, in one of the uh, recent pieces I, I posted to the Big Picture on Briefing.com, I I made the point. Uh, I think it was our last market view update, really. That um, you know we we said that you know it's probably a time to be you know uh, somewhat Cautious in the near term here, right. and uh, and what that essentially means is that you know if you're sitting on really big winners, you know you might want to go ahead and, and take some money off the table, right, and then rotate into some maybe underperforming stocks and or industry groups uh, that set you up in a better position for long term returns. Uh, but having said that, I also acknowledge that you know when you come out and you say that you're you're recommending some profit taking, you're automatically painted you know as, as a bear. Uh, and that's not the case. I mean, we're not bearish on the stock market. I mean, fundamentally, you know, things are still okay. Uh, we're getting to the higher ends of valuation ranges, certainly, uh, but you still have low interest rates, you still have low inflation, and you still have earnings that continue to grow, and those are good things. Um, so, uh, you know, to to what you're saying is that yeah, if you come out and you say hey, it's time to you know pull back here or something, you run the risk of being labeled a bear. But you know, we're not bearish on the market. We're just uh, I guess you could say, um, prudently uh, bullish uh, as we see things take off the way that they have and recognize through uh, our years of experience that you uh, are probably uh, ripe for a pullback and and you might as well go ahead and take some money off the table before the market takes it for you and you stand idly by and watch that happen.
1: You write the page one outlook every morning for briefing.com. That's why I start my morning, but you also, like you said, bring up the big picture. Um, it's one of my favorite columns to read. It comes out maybe once a week, it seems, uh, maybe three to five days, five to seven days sometimes. Uh, but I, I do adore it because it's uh, content that makes you think, you know, looking at taxes, looking at the end of quantitative easing, um, looking at dividend perspectives. Uh, good stuff. Just throwing it out there, you will very well appreciate it, sir.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, it is a, it's a column I post typically every Friday. Um, okay. This past week column was posted on a thursday first due to some scheduling conflicts but in any event it does come out once a week usually on friday whereas the page one column i do write i do write daily so but thank you for that
1: and uh, there's plenty of stuff outside of your content at briefing.com that can help investors as well the economic insight the fed brief the head of the, Cur- ahead of the curve uh, which is done by robert green who i think he's right smack on in trend investing or trends to look at um, anything else that you're working on, Mr. O'Hare, that you think we should be paying attention to right now?
2: Well, of course, you're going to have the uh, you know the FOMC minutes that are coming out uh, from the October meeting tomorrow, and, okay. uh, and there'll certainly be you know added attention on you know whether the commentary regarding the the timing and the path of interest rate hikes has uh, turned a bit more hawkish. You know that's what the market's going to want to see and listen for. So, I'm keeping an eye on that. And I'm also probably going to be probing more into the the tax loss selling issue um, I recently small-cap ideas and might now venture off into the uh, mid-cap and large-cap spaces. Um, you know, as we sit here and we look at and talk about all the stocks that have run up, there are some stocks, obviously, that have not, and they uh, they hold themselves out as potential tax-loss selling candidates into year-end here.
1: Anything – any truth to that? What are you expecting from the Santa Claus rally this year, the last two months, or just can't guess it this year?
2: Um, I don't think you can really – Guess uh, well, I mean, I can't guess. You know, I would think that if obviously conditions stay that the way they are, I'd say prospects are good for a Santa Claus rally. Um, but obviously, a lot can happen between now and those last six trading days of the year, um, or the last four and the first two of the, uh, the next year, to determine whether we're going to get that Santa Claus rally, uh, indeed. But uh, we certainly haven't seen any. Uh, uh, step back in terms of the market's bullish bias and the willingness to buy dips, so we could get a little bit of pullback activity here over the next few weeks, but um, from what we've been seeing thus far, there's likely going to be some willing and ready buyers uh, when that dip happens.
1: Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. I sincerely say this. They're not paying to be on the air or anything like that. It is the best way to start your financial content in the morning. uh, Mr. O'Hare, very, very thoughtful in his pieces. But like I said, there's other people as well. Um, Robert Green, I've been reading for years. He's got archives up. And like, for instance, he just did a piece on Airbnb and how he calls it disruptive, you know, temporary lodging for travelers. I'm looking at getting a resort, not a resort, but, you know, I'd like to invite some friends and family to Tahoe. And uh, instead of having to book into a hotel, why not jump on someone's Airbnb, you know, hot tub. Um, Very, very disruptive. So, He does his archives all the way back to 2009, and that's where you can start reading some things like, uh, you know, the coming new era of the Internet, humorous stock tickers, cloud computing defined four years ago. Having read cloud computing defined four years ago, it might have made you want to jump in on some of the greatest names of investing in the last few years, like Salesforce.com, as well as others. So the information's out there. Briefing.com does a really nice job of doing a service that helps people pull it all together. One thing that I like as an investor are dividends. And I've gotten spoiled by dividend increases over the last few years. 2014 will mark the third year in a row dividends have risen by 10% or more annually. A third year of increases would be welcome. when dividends were cut in 2010. Companies have been aggressively boosting their dividends as investors pressure firms to return mounting piles of cash to us. It's kind of nice. Think of it coming up Thursday night. You can sign up for it at Robblack.com. That's Robblack.com. Hopefully you'll come out see me just off ninety-two at the Crown Plaza, Foster City. Sign up at Robblack.com.